Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the business of clean water. Just people looking for ways to contribute to Hydrobeef has been incredible. You know, we just get cold calls from people that are like, I love what you're doing. What can we do to help? And that's something I definitely wasn't prepared for, but it's been a nice surprise. The issue of water, insofar as how and whether it's good for you, is something that is a growing importance in the United States, as we see in cities like Flint, Michigan. Our next guest, Eric Roy, is founder of HydroViv, a company that's addressing the safety of water and making technology available to consumers so they can address this important issue. Eric, you're here. This seems to me to be exactly the kind of entrepreneurship that D.C. really should excel at. What's your reason for coming here and, and doing your business here in town? Well, I mean, D.C., it's full of smart people. There's no way around it. And there's this really growing entrepreneurial community. And it's a really interesting time in Washington, D.C., because people are actually starting to live here versus just pass through with the different administrations. That's true. You know, I've been here long enough to remember how on the electoral cycle every four years, all the houses went up for sale. You're seeing that less and less. But by the same token, there is a large influx. We hear from the millennials that there is an influx. A lot of people are coming here to change the world and, and to be engaged in things. Do you think that um, businesses like yours are really indications of how the business community is changing to take advantage of this new workforce? I think so. I think you're looking at people getting younger in D.C. and you're looking at people looking to make a change. So just people looking for ways to contribute to Hydroviv has been incredible. You know, we just get cold calls from people that are like, I love what you're doing. What can we do to help? And that's something I definitely wasn't prepared for, but it's been a nice surprise. Now, you're involved with water safety, but there's so many different ways to do it. As a practical matter, if I'm listening and I want to take advantage of your, your product, what exactly are you selling and how do I find it? Sure. So we're an e-commerce company. And basically what we do is we optimize each filter we sell to the customer's water. So if you live in Washington, D.C., you place an order. What we do is we dig through piles of water quality data, identify problems with the water, and then make a filter that matches it. We ship it to you and you're able to hook it up or you can have your plumber do it. Why does that matter? Well, water across the U.S. is different. Um, there's different sources, whether it's rivers. You know, in D.C. in particular, we draw from the Potomac River. Uh, we treat our water with a chemical called chloramine, which is what we use in place of chlorine. So that's a pretty big difference in Washington, D.C. Uh, there's other parts of the country, like in the Northeast, where I'm from, and the Southwest, that have naturally high levels of arsenic in their water. So from a filtration standpoint, you know, water should be handled differently. But we're really the only ones making, you know, optimized filters out there. Now, what happens in a city like Flint, Michigan? I mean, that sounds, is that an outlier or is it? Basically, everybody who living in the city these days should be worried about the quality of their water. Uh, I mean, we don't want to scare people into not drinking water. I mean, water is a good thing, and we do live in the United States, so it's better than in a lot of places around the world. But what happened in Flint actually happened, happened in Washington, D.C. as well about a decade and a half ago. Uh, between 2001 and 2006, uh, Washington, D.C. lost control of the corrosion control, and a lot of uh, lead leached from pipes. It was actually the same group at Virginia Tech that spearheaded that effort as well. Now, you have a scientific background. This is, was your area of expertise before you started HydroViv. Why are things like lead a problem for people? Well, I mean, the reality is in old cities, you have lead pipes in the ground. That's, that's a reality. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just a thing. Um, when municipalities do a really good job keeping the lead in the pipes, things are good. Um, it's when things, when the water quality, get, when, the, when the chemistry of the water 
gets a little bit out of control, that's when that's when you start to get lead leaching from pipes. Obviously, once that happens, that's children are particularly susceptible to lead poisoning. It can act, it can affect the potentiality of children, for example. Without a question, is there there have been other conversations about how there's a lot of of medical residue now in in our drinking water uh, sedatives and and mm -hmm. things. Your filtration products take care of all that. Yeah, so we look at both the water tests for the finished water as well as the source water. So most states do what's, what are called source water assessments, where they identify potential sources of contamination for the source water. So if you have an idea of what's happening with the source water, in our case, Potomac River, and you have an idea of what's happening at the municipal level, you know, DC water, um, you can get a pretty good chemical profile for that water and identify the potential risks. What I find interesting about your story, Eric, among other things, is that you have the PhD, you have the academic background in this area, but yet you've chosen to do an e-commerce product company. <laughs> Describe for me how a professor or somebody who could have become a professor, uh, how did you become a product e-commerce entrepreneur? <laughs> um, you know, it's it's one of those things. I guess I was just a little bit frustrated in R&D where I was watching a lot of technology just get shelved. Um, you know, we're, we're developing cool things funded by DOD, EPA, things like that. A lot of technology left on the shelf and the technology that did transition from our lab usually ended up in the military or in large industries. So it's kind of nice to develop things that can actually have a positive impact on people's every day. So you're now here in DC. You're a, not an entrepreneur by, by birth, by training, by experience. What kind of resources have you been able to draw upon in this community that have allowed you to take this? Look, there are a lot of people listening, I'm sure, who are involved in academic pursuits in some way that think, man, I, that sounds really cool. How how would you talk to yourself three years for, ago? What, what would you tell, what, were the, what would you need to get and where would you get it? If I were to do it all over again, I would have just put myself out there more. Because once you put yourself out there in D.C., there's groups. Um, there's meetups, there's, you know, happy hours, there's all this, all these places where you can actually meet other entrepreneurs. I didn't do that. Um, I just kind of started a little bit as a lone wolf and then kind of got involved in some of the groups. And then I ended up joining um, one of the local tech accelerators, incubators called uh, Accelerate DC, put on by the Washington DC Economic Partnership. And that's where I really started meeting people who were in the entrepreneurial community. So Dan Connison and that group, I mean, they're just, that's a great resource. And it's, an, I think, another interesting example of how government can really help promote entrepreneurship without putting their, their thumbs too much on the scale, right? Yeah, I think they're a perfect example of it. I mean, they, they just open doors. I mean, they have incredible mentors from both the private sector and public sector, and they just play matchmaker with their, you know, what I'm considered is a venture for them. Um, and, you know, I have some absolutely amazing mentors in that program. Here, changing the world. If we want to buy your product, your company's products, where do we go? www.hydravive.com. Um, we're an e-commerce company, and that's where we sell everything. There you go. Another example of somebody in Washington, D.C., taking advantage of knowledge and entrepreneurship to get things done. Eric Royce, founder of Hydroviv. Check it out and get safer water. Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Our executive producers, Tracy Madigan, and our online contributors are Michael Hoffman and Barbara Ulrich. I am Jonathan Aberman. We tell you what's working in Washington, but we're also asking the question, what's working in Washington for you? So please let us know. We're on Twitter at What's Working DC. We look forward to hearing from you 
Until next time, goodbye.